Welcome to season two of Balustrade's World of Interesting Things. People said we wouldn't make it through a full first series. People said we wouldn't make it through a full first episode. They they were probably the wisest uh, people I know. But now, after uh, 16 episodes, I believe, of our first outing of Balustrade's World of Interesting Things, we've had a little Christmas break oh. and we've come back renewed, refreshed. And with exactly the same formula. Exactly. <clears throat> Nothing but, has changed. But... We're going to call it season two. Yeah. For technical reasons which are not really interesting enough to go into here. No, I'm Carter. And I'm Lex. Together we are Balustrade. An alt folk duo who would make a very fine cantina band. We would. We would. We would. Who would be Cy Snootles? One of us, presumably. Or someone else. Neither of us have a long sort of proboscis nose. And would look good in computer-generated form. No, my nose is much more like sort of Edward and Tubbs from the League of Gentlemen. We're, we're a little bit late to the party, but we thought <laughs> what we would talk about is Star Wars, The Last Jedi. So in previous episodes, we have discussed uh, The Force Awakens and Rogue, Rogue One. One. And over Christmas, uh, Mr. Carter and my good self, independently of each other, went to watch The Last Jedi. I mean, I don't, I'm trying to think of the last time we went to the cinema together. It wasn't recent, was it? We don't tend to do that very much. No, days. we tend not to uh, no, spend time orphanage. with each other so, socially for a while. probably the orphanage. It was, that? yeah, where well, you got terrified by Jeremy Guskett on the way home. Well, he's a terrifying man. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, so we went to see The Last Jedi and after cagely discussing the issue on social, on WhatsApp and texts. <laughs> oh, we're so modern. We are. Um, we came to the conclusion that we have quite differing opinions on yeah, it. Yeah, we've not discussed it, but we sort of skirted around the mulberry bush. Yeah, That's not exactly. a phrase, is it? it? It can be a phrase. It is now. Yeah. And uh, so we thought tonight we would go into it in, in depth. So we'll start, we'll do, our, we'll do our Game of Thrones format and we'll do what we, like, don't, what we didn't like, what, what we, we did like. And then conclusions. And then, well, the second Oops, part the of our show is going to be for, uh, a follow-up on some further reading. And oh, I think yes. there's a bit of a discussion which can tie into that. Maybe. Bit of a reading list. Yeah. Okay, then. Five minutes, starting now. So, when I came out of Last Jedi, I hated it. Oh. Vehemently and angrily hated it. Oh. It was because I found it a very, very frustrating, a very strange and odd film. Fortunately, in time, yeah. my opinion has kind of mellowed. Yeah. Um, I've come to the conclusion, I, th- I think I've mellowed because A, I read about what the kind of overall plan was and what yeah. the thought was. I, yeah. I, I listened to in- interviews with Ryan Johnson, yeah. I read the reviews and the feedback and I understand And you it. did that all afterwards. Yeah. yeah, so I went into it completely completely blind this yeah. time. I didn't watch a sing- I didn't even watch the trailer for this one. So I, I think, and actually by doing that, I elevated my, my expectations too high. Right, yeah. Um, and it wasn't the... F- you, you asked me a while ago, was it the film you wanted it to be? In a lot of ways, it was the film I wanted yeah. it to be, but it also was not Rogue One, and no. it wasn't The Force Awakens, and no. so I found it a very frustrating it's experience. It's a very different kind of film to those films. Yeah. It's a very odd little film. It's a Ryan Johnson film, very yeah. much so. Exactly. And it's quite telling that I was listening to him talk to Mark Hermode, yeah. um, or Simon Mayer actually, and he said that he had no... J.J. Abrams had gave, given him no follow-on notes yeah. for what was going to happen. He had no... So he came into it completely cold. Yeah. So, Your ball. Here you go. Yeah. So for all the flaws of the prequels where you just felt like you were being um, 
forced to ride through the, the mm. um, story to get mm. to a point at the beginning of episode four, mm. actually, this felt completely cold and unknown because you yeah. didn't know where you were going. No. And they definitely took the stabilizers off and they did that very early yeah. with that scene where Luke chucks the lightsaber yes. over his shoulder. I love that because it was sort of, it was a great big fuck you to, oh, that lightsaber's so important, it's all this and it's yeah. all. No, it's not. Exactly. Because it's not about the things, it's not about the saga. Yeah. It's, and it's about individuals and actually the importance of everybody. Yeah. To me, that's what it's saying. And actually, when you read back on all of the negativity that's come out of the film, yeah. a lot of the stuff that people don't like is that. It's yeah. the stuff which messes with the canon. Yeah. It's it's that. It's um, I was a bit uncertain about the scene with Yoda at the end with the destruction with the, with the, of the Jedi Temple. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. In, in hindsight, I think that was brilliant. Yeah, it works. I really liked Crazy Luke. We'll talk about that more in a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and all of this stuff, I really, mm. I, I, I've come to actually quite enjoy. Yeah. Because it took me out of that comfort zone, and yeah. I, I quite enjoyed that it was all yeah. different. So, so what I hated was the humour. Okay. Um, so it starts off. Yeah. With it starts off slightly surreal with Aid Edmondson appearing, which well, which set me off kilter well, from a very early point. Oh, it's going to be a bottom episode. Yeah, That's exactly. Exciting. Eddie Hitler is yeah. well, of course, Eddie Hitler is going <laughs> like, to be in the fun. new order because yeah. he'll then hit someone around the head with a piano with a <laughs> frying pan. Sorry, not piano. That would yeah. be quite an achievement. Eddie Hitler's quite a strong. One. Uh, but yeah, then then there was the Poe Dameron prank phone call. I found that I. I just found that amusing. I, that didn't worry I me. I hated it so but much. Poe Dameron I still hate it. He's a character I've, you know, he's right. Yeah, but that's my, I. I quite liked him in the first one, and he was a bit. He was. He was a bit more of a dick than Han Solo, because. But he was. He was at least a bit yeah. of a rogue, whereas in Last Jedi he's an asshole, yeah. and he stops being likable and but, endearing. But that's the point. He's not meant to be likable. He's flawed, and he makes mistakes, and he thinks he's everything, and he's nothing. He's a that's, dick. Yeah, he's, but he, but absolutely. He's, he is a dick. But he, I think that's what um, Ryan took from him from the first film. Thought this bloke's a dick. I'm going to make him a dick. But he's, but he's put in a position that he was supposed to. He, he's supposed to be a hero, but he's Why not. Why is he? Why is he supposed to be? Well, because he's trying to overturn. But he was just one pilot, you know. He's, that, not, that, he's not in charge of anything. And that's what I think I found him so insufferable because he's 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 a bit jumped up, really, for what he, he wants. He to be. absolutely is, and he's put in his place. Yeah. So, so he's, he's kind of. I quite like that bit about it. It's that sort of subverting mm. of this kind of guy who we're meant to fall in love with, and he's meant to be the hero. Yeah, but he's not. No, I also found him a bit. Uh, misogynistic. It's great that you have strong female leaders, yeah. but then he challenges them in quite a petulant way and yeah. he dismisses their opinions. Yeah. And then he comes quite close to overturning the resistance and taking over. Yeah, he's and not it, he's not he's not a nice bloke. No. And I think I struggled with that. Yeah. And because I I I wanted him maybe maybe you're right in that I wanted him to be Han Solo, yeah. but he wasn't. Yeah, he's not that. No. And I think that's quite what Johnson... Oh, bloody hell. Yeah. What Johnson's done is kind of subvert where we think the characters are going and yeah. what, in, what their role is. Because yeah. if it is if what Kylo, Rilo Ken, says to Ray is right and that she comes from nothing, yeah. that's exactly what I want for yeah. her. See, I really like that as a twist. Yeah. Like, because... Um, on on quite a few levels. So, 
A, that's a nice, that's an interesting twist because again, it's throwing out all of the expectation yeah, of yeah. the internet fan theories in this stuff. Yeah. But also, Kylo Ren is a flawed character. Yeah. He could be making that up. Yeah. He could be we absolutely lying. There are no reliable narrators in this no. story. No, no that's I don't really believe anyone. So yeah, so all the stuff with Kylo and um, Ray, yeah. I thought was quite heavy-handed, but I quite enjoyed it yeah. in hindsight. It was quite interesting. But then, since watching this, I've watched Empire and the first original three. Yeah. And in terms of the, the language and things, they're heavy-handed films with very poor scripts as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we've... They're kids' films, and that's what, that's why they have to be like that almost. Yeah. They're sort of... They're not made for 40-year-old... This film hasn't been made for 40-year-old blokes. No. It's been made for the same audience that the first ones were. Which is both its greatest strength yeah. and, as and the for me personally, is the biggest flaw. And it's just... Because I suppose the prequels were made for... 13 year old kids and it's yeah. an adventure ride whereas this yeah. one I don't quite understand what it is and that <laughs> I didn't find the, the thrilling bits thrilling enough maybe mm. because I'd seen them all before or maybe I, I found them a bit too predictable or I love should we move on to a, what we loved yeah we can do because we, we're going to leap back into the bits I don't like yeah. as well now that I've thought about it the five minutes of we love we hate the other bits that's ah, not going to work no we're just going to keep talking I'm just going to set five more minutes of talking yeah. and we'll have a, a second a, section of five minutes of talking that lasts for eight minutes yeah um, I love the bit on the um, salty planet I yeah. don't know the names of anything salt hoth yeah, salt hoth when it went red because I thought someone's bleeding this is blood and this yeah. is but then it just looked beautiful see again by that point, my my patience had been tested too oh. far, and I I it annoyed me more than. <laughs> and I've I've mellowed in it in a bit yeah. of time, and actually I need to rewatch it again yeah. to fully take that. Yeah. But I just kind of felt like, oh god, it it felt like both a clever and a really pretentious way of saying, look, it's Hoth again, and yeah. we're going to do that bit of Empire, yeah. but we're going to do it the other way round, so we're going to put the battle at the end. Yeah. But actually, I think, in hindsight, it's actually quite a nice little yeah. visual it, kick. It quite worked. It just looked beautiful, and the cinematography in the film is great. Yeah. But my counterbalance to that is the whole of the casino oh, section yes. could have been lifted from the prequels yes. because of the crazy characters and sort of, oh, I don't need any of this. And to me, it just felt entirely like uh, they put that in to give Finn something to do. Well, they needed to get him out of the way to introduce Benicio Del Toro's character. Yes. Because he's going to be, I think he's going to be important. Yeah, and obviously they needed to bring up that idea of the um, the force is strong in everyone yeah, exactly. idea. Um, which, yeah. But, but, yeah, the casino thing was just... It was too zany. Yeah, it just it, felt. Wacky. It kind of undermined its own message in its yeah. in its wackiness and its zaniness. But it's nice to see the rebel forces failing at something. Yes, having a plan that doesn't come off because that's never happened before. Yeah. really. And also, I quite like Rose. I like the She's Rose cool. character. Yeah. I thought she was really strong. But again, I think my problem when I came out of it is that it felt like again, like Finn had been a wasted character at that point. And that they just mm. gave him something to do for the sake of it, yeah. and it didn't. I didn't. These well, these characters that I quite cared about from the first from the Force yeah, Awakens, yeah. I didn't really care about in, yeah. in this one. Yeah. I didn't care about Poe Dameron. In fact, no. I actively disliked him. Yeah, I didn't really care about Finn because I didn't really. I wasn't really invested in what no. he was doing, but I was kind of into into Ray. Yeah, who was quite cool. Rose, so. But what they've done with uh, Rose is they've seen Kaylee from uh, Firefly. Firefly. And thought, actually, let's have someone more like her. And actually, yeah. 
I think she's a great character. She's yeah. got a lot of potential. And I like that idea of her being sort of in love with the idea of Finn and like yeah. that hero worship thing and then being let down by your hero, which yeah. is an interesting I mean, thing. It's, sort of, it's almost like a commentary on the way the film has been. Yeah. been received by its fans. Yeah, but in a lot of ways, I think, why, again, why I was frustrated, I think because Rogue One gives you that simplicity of what a straightforward story can do. Yeah. And actually, I would quite like to have seen Luke and Ray as a film. I yeah. would have quite like to have seen the Poe and Finn bit yeah, as a film, as a film. Now and actually have it fleshed out yeah. so it made sense. Now they've started the sort of the spin-off ones. Yeah. That's showing very different way of sto- telling the story within the overall universe. Yeah. That's much more interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm, I don't know what to think about the Han Solo film and where that's going. No. Because, uh, is it Ron Howard? Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. But if it's a standalone Ron Howard adventure, pulpy, actiony, yeah, you know, it it's it basically needs to be like the Rocketeer or something like that. But, it or, needs to but be not the Da Vinci Code. No, um, it just needs to be cheesy and a bit actiony yeah. and because that's there's there'll be enough Han Solo in that for Poe Dameron not being Han Solo to yeah. sort of not matter. Exactly. Hopefully. And so going to back to the, kind of what I said at the beginning about. Oh, actually, it was before we even started recording. Yeah. So my, what, what, what has caused my opinion to mellow most of all is the yeah. fact that I know that there's another Star Wars coming. Yeah. And after Force Awakens and Rogue One, I trust that there is the possibility of there being another good one. Mm. Whereas after Episode 1, after Episode 2, after Episode 3, you kind of just felt, oh, God. It's all going to be crap. It's, it's, it's this or nothing. Yeah. But whether we like it or not, there's going to be a Star Wars film yeah. every other year for probably the next 20 years. Yeah, because, because that's what Disney make, are going to do. Because they make that much money. Yeah, they do. They can sell that much Lego. They can sell that yeah. many toys. They can do whatever. And there's going to be crap ones yeah. in the same way that there is in the Marvel Universe. Like yeah. I feel like Last Jedi is probably going to be the equivalent of Doctor Strange's in the Marvel Universe. Yes. Mar- Doctor Strange is the first Marvel film out of all of them I've got to and I feel is quite forgettable yeah. and I don't really have a burning desire yeah. to watch again. No. Fair and I'd like to watch Last Jedi again just to see what the fuss is about. Yeah, I, but I don't feel like I'll go back and watch it no, numerous I'm, times. I'm going to watch it a couple of times. I quite enjoyed it. I yeah. thought it worked for me. It. The only bit I really, really detested was Superflying Leia. Oh, God, yes. How, but, c- how can we have missed out on that? Bit? I mean, I just think that was a nice, neat idea, very, very badly done. I think it was almost one of those difficult things in that um, because of the situation with Carrie Fisher, yeah, they had that that scene and anything involving Leia had to be handled quite delicately. Yeah. I kind of feel, yeah. and the problem is, is retrospectively, yeah, I suppose they're probably in a no win situation really, no, and they, that, that that she'd done her scenes, yeah. that was part of the plot. They didn't add that in. No. They didn't shoehorn this no, in. No, no, it was. This isn't part this of isn't it. like Oliver Reed in Gladiator where they turned him <laughs> into a CGI version, or yeah. Brandon Lee in The Crow yeah. where he disappears, he dies halfway through. She'd done everything, and that was always going to be like yeah. that. I think I probably overread the scenario and thought, oh, well, that's actually a perfect way to end it, is for her to be killed on that yeah, valley. If, yeah, that would have been beautiful. Yeah. But that was never the intention. She always had to come back. Yeah. But it was almost because she did it, it was literally the spot, the Superman pose yeah. was unnecessary. It could have been much more ethereal and much more beautiful and than it's it a, was. It's a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because they had to introduce that at that point to introduce the new super force powers yeah. to explain the bit with Luke at the yeah. end. And for that to make sense. Yes. And in hindsight, I really liked that now. Yeah. But I, at the time, I hated it. 
but actually thinking about it, I quite liked the kind of astral projection yeah, Luke. Kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, and because cool. you get that scene where he gets all of the army just yeah. destroying the holographic version yeah. of him, and he's not there, yeah. and it's just like, yeah, that's that's actually yeah. really clever. But the power that it's taken to do that is yeah. is his sacrifice almost. Exactly. But I think I I read somewhere that it was the the problem which people have with Jedi is that. Um, it's introduced new force powers that people don't know about and therefore don't like because they yeah. don't understand it. Yeah, I don't understand this yet. What yeah. is this? But that's be- you know, there's been thirty odd years since the well, first film, so yeah, it's gonna it's gonna shock horror. Be. They've learned how to use super pa- their their magical mystical powers in their science fiction. Yeah. Films. it's it's a, it's always been about uh, magic. Yeah, and you can't start complaining that. It's about magic. No. Oh, because of it, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a bit like in Game of Thrones where suddenly the dragons turn up at yeah. the end of the series. You can't really grumble about that when they've been harping on about dragons for the whole first yeah. series. And the eagles at the end of Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's fucking big eagles. They're yeah. going to come at the end. That's, that's, that's how yeah. plots work. I think my problem with the Leia thing was exacerbated because ultimately I didn't really feel like what she then contributed to the rest of the film was worth making that sacrifice <laughs> moment kind of for. She sat in the corner like the dowager duchess yeah. in Downton Abbey. And she slapped Poe Dameron, which really annoyed me, because it's just like, you're supposed to be the general, and that's your way of treating <laughs> your staff, is to just slap him like you're some kind of 1950s... <laughs> Not even 50s, 30s cliched female character. It just yeah. really wound me up. Yeah. Um, and a part of that whole slightly misogynistic story, which I felt I probably overread, um, and also the complete waste of Laura Dern yeah. as a character. Yeah, that I mean, was just pointless. Laura, and the death of Admiral Akbar, sorry. I'm just, yeah, yes. I mean, Admiral Akbar was fine, you know? Yeah, the kind of sacrifice thing I found. That yeah, whole... I, liked, I knew there was going to be a sacrifice. It would have been... It would have had more impact had it been someone that we had got to know. Yeah, or if it was more... Yeah, yeah. But the sort of, you're sacrificing, you know, fair enough, I don't care. Yeah. You because character with purple hair who we don't really know who you are and yeah. whose the entire she, purpose has been to be undermined by Poe Dameron. Yeah, she, she was absolutely nothing to me. No, which is a real shame. Yeah, she should have meant more. Yeah. Ideally, it would have been Leia doing, Leia doing that. Yes. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, I think so. But there you go. Um... But yeah, so they are, that was annoying. Um, other bits I quite liked. Um, as I say, I liked the Ray, uh, yeah. Luke stuff. Yeah. Um, I liked Crazy Luke. Yeah. Crazy Luke was very good. Crazy Luke was cool. Um, at the time, I wasn't a big fan of the weird kind of the porgs. the nuns. Oh, I don't like. I didn't like the nuns. Didn't like the fish nuns, but I did like the porgs. And um, him milking a giant space cat. I love that. <laughs> which I felt quite creepy. See, but I did like the fact that they were was... all puppets. Well, yeah, it was proper real stuff. But yeah. it was, um, was it green milk? Because yes, he's so. drinking blue milk in the first few films, now he's on to green milk. Yeah. He loves his rainbow milk as well, Luke. <laughs> he does, he does. So that was all very strange. But I kind of took that as just being, again, it's a quirky sci-fi film. Yeah. Um, well, the porks, the kind of space guinea pigs things. Yeah, the sort of, the puffins, basically. Yeah, I quite, I quite like them. Yeah. They weren't, they were okay. That was, um, a bit, that was a bit too much, but I don't mind that. Yeah, no. I didn't. I wasn't a big fan of the glitter foxes, but no, you know, I didn't they, like they, they did at least serve they a, purpose. a purpose. They had a job to do. You know, and again, magical space alien work film. Yeah, got quite. to just go with that. Exactly. We now come, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> belatedly, to the point you you've been clinging on for, which is our further reading section. Just some bits and bobs. Yeah. That'll do. So you you might have remembered back in episode what was it? 
Which episode did we discuss Ready Player One? Um, the Ready Player One episode. Yes. In the Ready Player One episode, as it will be hitherto known. <laughs> um, uh, Carter recommended a film for me to watch called Fanboys. Which was written by Ernie Klein, the author of Ready, Ready Player One. Yeah. Uh, which, incidentally, is coming out on Good Friday. Is it? Because of Easter eggs. <laughs> Very clever. And so Fanboys is a kind of 90s <laughs> comedy about a bunch of nerds who go and watch, or who attempt, one of their, one of their group has uh, cancer, and so they decide to go, and they're huge Star Wars fans, to go and break into Skywalker Ranch to try and see episode one before anybody else, yeah, so that this chap can see it. Yeah. Um, Made in 2008, so... It was Eight years? Of, no, nine years after. It, it had time to brew, so everyone who watches it knows the result in yep. terms of how Phantom Menace turned out. Exactly, as the final line of the film, what if the film sucks? Which is a great final line. Which is line. a great final line. And yeah, I mean, it's so it's obviously it's Star Wars and it's kind of time back to Ready yeah. Player One. Um, yeah. It's it's difficult to kind of sum up because it's thoroughly okay <laughs> Yeah, It's not great. But it's not awful. No, I. It's very silly. Yeah. It's quite shoddily made. Yeah. It's not brilliantly acted. It's no. throwaway and slapdash. But I enjoyed it when I watched it. Can't remember much of it. It's a couple of few months since I watched it. Yeah. So I watched it two days ago. Um, right. So the first thing to say I'd probably say is it reminded me a lot of Kevin Smith yes. films. Yes. And then just as I was about to text that to you. He appeared on screen. Kevin Smith did. <laughs> yeah, because he's in it. He is, isn't there's he? A, there's a Jay and Silent there's Jay Bob. There's Jay and Silent Bob, sort yeah. of. Set. And there's kind totally of quite, quite a lot of nice um, nerdy cameos. There's Carrie Fisher's in it. Yeah. Billy D. Williams is in it. Uh, Shatner's in it. Shatner's in it. Um, so it's kind of quite interesting. So it's clearly there's, it's done with a level of of, yeah, of officialness. You know, um, totally Ray Park is Kevin. in it as well. Yeah. Which was very cool that he's the very he's cool. the head of George Lucas's security. <laughs> There's a couple of very awful appearances from Seth Rogen, and but that's ultimately what it feels like. It it's feels like, like a Seth Rogen, yeah, it's, film. It's kind of there are so many in jokes and so many bits that you have to watch. Yeah. you have to. Uh, but if you're gonna get, you're gonna get. If you're not, they'll wash right over you. Yeah, I'm trying to look as well on the back, and I thought I saw. Whether it was it someone was it either Adam Mackay or Judd not Judd Apatow but someone of that ilk is involved in it as well, yeah, which kind of explains a lot, really. Exactly, and it's called Fanboys. It's about fanboys. It's made by fanboys, and it's for fanboys. Yeah, basically. So I think what I find a bit weird about it. So that, again, I'm going to come across like such a dullard here. So there are two things which I found quite unpleasant in it. One is the rampant homophobia, yep. which I think is very just prevalent in American cinema. I think it is. It's um, sort of... It just feels really forced in yeah, this. It's... I don't know if I've just become tired of it. Oh, I, it's one of the reasons I've kind of given up watching most American comedies, is that yes. they're not funny. Because there will be a dick-sucking joke. Yeah. And, or some kind of anal raping joke and I just yeah. kind of don't find that funny no it's not that I ever did that makes me sound <laughs> like a horrible person though. yeah you didn't but say I, was... I don't find that funny anymore you didn't no. say that so when that's I, good when I was younger that kind of humour I kind of found funny well exactly because maybe I was a bit more less when, less mature when we get on to our Kevin Smith episode oh dear yeah which is inevitable I think we will cover this topic further yeah. and 
we'll say no more about it here, I think. Exactly. So that kind of a fan of it. Yeah. And also I just found the kind of this I think it's very telling that you can see how much geek culture has yeah. moved on. Yeah. Even in the last ten years since that was made, yeah. and that actually the best the best bit of the whole film for me was there a scene at the end. They're watching episode one, yeah. and they've all queued up and to go, and um, the lead character's older brother, who's this big hulking oh, all American yes. guy, he comes and joins them in the queue, and they thought they think he's going to come to bully them, yeah. and he's like, no, it's Star Wars, and that to me sums it up that. Star Wars isn't just about nerdy people. It's about everybody. It's about everybody. Yeah. And that's actually quite a very positive thing to come out of it. Yeah, it's sort of everyone. It's not. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, that's cool. And actually, just the kind of the sniffiness about Star Trek, Star Wars fans and Star Trek fans, which is quite a lot of in this. Yeah. It kind of feels really outdated. It feels like make in a bit way, it feels like making sort of homophobic Ooh. jokes or racist jokes yeah actually making nerdist jokes feels really old hat now because it does because actually it's galaxy quest kind of did that yeah and it did it really well yeah and i mean this is just the right side of affectionate yeah that it, it's not completely unbearable no because it's it's made by the people it's sending up yeah i think more yeah. and i think that comes across but, but in the same way that I think it's no longer the niche is there, like mm. rallying against uh, us versus the world. It's because everybody likes Star every, Wars and every, superhero films. And everyone now. is a geek. They've become the mainstream. Yeah, so you can't you can't really rally against it anymore. No, I mean this is the film is ten years old and it's of that time. Yeah, it's sort of pre Big Bang Theory and pre yeah. Marvel Universe and everything. Yeah. So in the great pantheon of films like this, it was not Clerks Two. And Clerks 2 <laughs> is where it felt dangerously close towards heading at a few times. And actually, it's probably a reflection Stop. of Ernie Klein being quite a good screenwriter yeah. or quite a good writer. Thank you so much for listening, guys. We will be back in two weeks, probably, yeah. something like that. Yeah, what we, are we doing? Oh, are we going to trail next the next episode? Well, we've not decided. No. We'll have to check our spreadsheet. We will be doing something different. <gasps> Ooh. Yeah, ultimately the same. Are you you haven't got your book cart, so you're going to do your how to get in touch? Oh. Or have you got it committed to memory? I've got none of it committed to memory. Let's see what I can remember. You can get in touch with us in three ways. Woo! Um, Twitter, which is at BoytPod. Yeah. Um, you can send us an email. You're not going to. No one ever has. No. Literally nobody ever has. To uh, BoytPodcast at gmail.com. Excellent. Or you can find us on Facebook, because that's where we hang out, because we're cool. And uh, that's just at Balustrade HQ, facebook.com forward slash Balustrade HQ. Mercilessly efficient. I Good have, job. Well, that's what I spent Christmas doing. It's just memorising. Memorising three slightly <laughs> different, because I'm incompetent. It's, it's been a Christmas well spent. Details. Oh, it certainly has. So there we go. And so thank you very much for listening. If you want to join in the discussion, which nobody does, but you might do. Yeah. Come and... And look us up on one of those three channels. Tell and your friends. Uh, yeah. And thanks very much for listening. Cheers all. Cheers. Bye. Bye. You do have to balance fellatio with cancer. I mean, <laughs> this, is, this is what we know in life. Yes, yes. That's the secret. That will be on, on all <laughs> screenwriting walls. Going forward, I think I can't really follow that. I don't know what to say anymore. <laughs>